You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, and we're coming to you on Monday, January 13th. And the the news from the weekend, the biggest news for your New York Giants is that reports are that the Giants will hire Patrick Graham defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins for that same job with the Giants. A little bit later, we will talk to Justin Heyer of SB Nation's The Finsider, our Miami Dolphins website, with his impressions, his thoughts of Graham and what the Giants are getting in a defensive coordinator. Before we do that, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, about my thoughts on this decision uh, myself, listen. I understand that people are looking at the fact that this guy coached or was defensive coordinator for the first time a year ago, and that the Miami Dolphins' defense was, by most statistical uh, ranks, by most of the numbers that you'll find, was the worst defense in the NFL. I get that, but listen, I think that you kind of have to throw that out the window when it comes to Patrick Graham. Look at the situation that the Dolphins were in. First year head coach completely blowing up their roster and rebuilding situation where they had a very, very, very young, very poor roster in 2019 situation where they simply couldn't have been expected to be a really good team. I mean, a couple of the guys who played a fair amount of snaps for the Dolphins in 2019 were former Giant Avery Moss and former Giant defensive tackle John Jenkins, two guys who couldn't make the Giants roster and ended up being guys who played a fair amount of snaps in Miami. That's just an example of the fact that that Graham wasn't working with much in Miami. You couldn't really expect him to uh, to turn that into a functional, you know, average or better than average defense in one season when he simply had nothing to work with. I know that people look at that resume and they say, "Oh god, you know, how how can he be the guy? How can he be the defensive coordinator?" And I'm reminded of the last couple of defensive coordinators that the Giants had. When the Giants hired James Betcher, everyone was excited, and they were excited because of the 
resume because of the fact that I think in three of his four years as Arizona coordinator, maybe it was all three years, Betcher had coached defenses that were in the top 10 in most statistical categories while he was in Arizona. Well, what we found out was really that it was about the players that James Betcher had in Arizona. He had Chandler Jones in Arizona. He had Patrick Peterson in Arizona. He had Calais Campbell in Arizona. He had dominant players across the board. He got Marcus Golden, who had a good year for the Giants in 2019, Marcus Golden, before his knee injury. So he had... In Arizona, tremendous players. Dion Buchanan, who again came to the Giants, you know, as a free agent in the middle of 2019. He had Dion Buchanan when Dion Buchanan was younger and when Dion Buchanan was at his best. Dion Buchanan did okay for the Giants in some areas in 2019 in the few games that he played for New York, but he's not the same player that he was. So What we found out with James Betcher over the two years that he was Pat Shermer's defensive coordinator is really that it wasn't about Betcher's scheme. It wasn't about Betcher being some sort of extraordinary teacher or some sort of extraordinary defensive coach with with some sort of... uh, of, of, you know, reinvent the wheel kind of scheme. It was about the players that played for James Betcher more than anything about Betcher himself. And when I think about that, I think about former Giants defensive coordinator and current Kansas City Chiefs coordinator, Steve Spagnolo. Spagnolo, the second time that he was hired by the Giants, um, was brought in. You know, in I believe it was Tom Coughlin's last year as head coach of the Giants, he was brought in in the hopes that that he could bring back some of the success that he had in his first tour with the Giants. And Spagnolo said, I remember sitting in a press conference with with Spags early in the spring. Might have been the first time that we got a chance to talk to him. And he said, look, he said, I'm not a miracle worker. He said, coaches are not miracle workers. We can only work with the players that we have and and do the best that we can. You know, his point was, it's about the talent. It's about the players. You can't make players you know, more talented than they are. You can work with them. You can, you can put in your schemes. You can put in you know, your blitz packages, you can put in your different, your different things, but if players can't execute them, if they don't have the talent to, to make the plays, then there's nothing that you as a coach can do. You can try to put them in position, but if they don't have the ability to get into position, if they don't have the ability to make the play, if they don't have the ability to do what you're asking them to do, then you know then then you're going to look bad as a coach because you, if you don't have talent no matter what you do as a coach it's not going to work there are certain things that you can do at times to maybe get by but on a week to week game to game basis play to play over a full season if you don't have really, really good players, you're going to get exposed as a defense, as an offense, no matter what it is. 
And, and so think about what Patrick Graham was working with in Miami. He wasn't working with a whole lot. He didn't have any dominant players on that defensive side of the ball. So I'm inclined to look at it and and just throw the statistics out the window. I'm looking at it and thinking, Joe Judge wants guys, he says he wants teachers, not presenters. Am I a little bit concerned about about the idea that that the Dolphins with Brian Flores, a guy who also came out of Miami like Joe Judge, you know, what, I'm a, am I a little concerned that the Dolphins were willing to to let Graham make this lateral move? Sure. But Judge and Graham have a, a relationship, you know, built on a few years working together in New England. So I'm going to, at this point, simply trust that Joe Judge knows what kind of coach Patrick Graham is. Graham did a good job in his two years with the Giants on the defensive line, seemed to, in the few times I got to talk to him, seemed to know his stuff, seemed to have a good relationship with players, seemed to have a good idea what he wanted to do with them, what he wanted to get out of them. Obviously, coaching a a position it's a little bit more difficult to judge exactly what you know what a coach does because we don't get to see that work on a day-to-day basis. We don't get to be in the meetings. We don't get to see how they're teaching players, you know, what they're teaching players. We just see the end result on Sunday. And sometimes we don't know if that's simply a result of players not being good enough or you know, or of them simply not being taught correctly. So it's it's really difficult at times to judge the work of a position coach. But I'm inclined to to look at this hire by Graham uh, or hire of Graham and say, yes, it, it sounds like a risk, but just because there isn't a long, deep resume of success and just because his one year as a coordinator statistically doesn't look good i'm not going to to look down on this hire or trash this hire i'm going to be optimistic that joe judge knows what kind of head coach or what kind of coordinator patrick graham can be and that graham will bring the kind of defensive philosophy the kind of teaching philosophy that judge wants to install with the giants you know, and the other thing, let's talk a little bit about the other two coaches that the Giants have reportedly decided to retain from Pat Shermer's staff. We saw reports in recent days that Judge will retain wide receivers coach Tyke Tolbert and special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee. And now if you ask me, I think those are absolutely excellent decisions by Judge I think that those two gentlemen quite possibly were the best coaches on Pat Shermer's staff. Thomas McGahey is a is a really good special teams coach. He's a veteran special teams coach, did an excellent job in Carolina, has done an excellent job with the Giants over two seasons. Seems like a real stand-up guy, seems like a guy that that knows how to reach players that does a good job adapting to situations. To be to be really honest with you, looking at the path of Joe Judge as a special teams coordinator, looking at the uh, you look at John Harbaugh, a special teams coordinator who became a head coach, 
it would not surprise me if somewhere down the line, Thomas McGahey begins to get some interest from teams for head coach interviews. The other guy who the Giants decided to keep was wide receivers coach Tyke Tolbert. Now, he's a popular guy. He's an energetic guy. He's a, a guy who players love to work with, guy who's done this job as wide receivers coach successfully for a number of organizations for the past 15, 16 years, something like that. Another really good decision you know, by Judge to keep Tyke Tolbert, I thought, and uh, and you know, begin to build his coaching staff. Obviously, you know, we're really curious at this point what Judge is going to do for an offensive coordinator, what he's going to do for an offensive line coach. Those are two really critical hires coming up. Hopefully, we'll get some more information on those as the week progresses. Giants fans, right now, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. When we come back, I will be talking with Justin Heyer of the Finsider about the decision to hire Patrick Graham. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Giants fans, joining us now is Justin Heyer, staff writer for SB Nation's Miami Dolphins website, The Finsider. And I'm bringing Justin in to, to talk about the Giants hiring of, of Patrick Graham as defensive coordinator. Justin, how you doing today? I'm good, Ed. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for for taking a few minutes and uh, and talking about uh, about Patrick Graham. So this is really interesting to me. This looks like a lateral move for Patrick Graham going from Brian Flores' staff in Miami to Joe Judge's newly created staff with the Giants. Uh, is this a move that? Uh, do you have well? Let me let me ask you this: Any idea why Graham would want to to get out of Miami, or or why the Dolphins would actually be okay with this? Yeah, so it's definitely something that that fans and and media personalities with you know around the Dolphins have have talked about quite a bit over the past twenty four to forty eight hours. Um, come up with a couple of things. First off, Graham is originally from the Northeast. You know, he coached in in New England for quite a bit. That's how he knows both Joe Judge and Brian Flores. Um, so it could be wanting to move closer to home base. People have talked about a potential promotion. He called defensive plays for the Dolphins last year, so it wouldn't be necessarily because of that. Maybe he's getting an assistant head coach title. Maybe it's a pay raise. Those are definitely both both possibilities. Um, as to why the Dolphins would allow the move, also a couple reasons there. First off is that Flores and Graham – you know, they shared an office together in New England for a number of years, especially when Graham when Graham was first hired there. So they're they're close friends. And if this was a move that, you know, Graham wanted to make for his family or purposes like that, obviously, you know, I don't know them personally, but it seems like they have a close enough relationship where Flores would have that kind of conversation with him. Um, and then beyond that, the Dolphins, as soon as Graham left, immediately hired 
um, their secondary coach to to that defensive coordinator position. So it seems they had that that replacement already set, um, someone they wanted to keep within the organization, someone they wanted to reward. So maybe they felt that they had the continuity there. They had the um, someone they felt was an adequate replacement. So let me ask you this. Obviously, you look at the the statistics from the Miami defense, I think 30th in points allowed, 32nd in, in yards, you know, last in the league. Obviously not impressive, but you know, so so it's sort of, you know, there are Giants fans going, you know, why would we hire this guy considering how bad Miami's defense was? But can you, you know, can you give us an idea why? You know, teams would you know why Graham would be a, a sought after kind of kind of coordinator. Yeah, you know, I think when evaluating the Dolphins' coaching staff, obviously you, you can't absolve them of of all blame. But this Dolphins roster, as as everyone around the NFL this year has heard time and time again, was a very depleted roster with regards to talent. Um, there were practice squad guys coming up. There were undrafted free agents. There were guys being picked up off the <laughs> virtually off the street halfway through the season even, to, to play all over the team, especially on defense. You saw that in the secondary uh, quite a bit. And so I, I don't think that you can necessarily take those stats and say, hey, Patrick Graham does not know how to coach the defense because this Dolphins team couldn't stop anyone. Um, first of all, they did get better throughout the year, which I think speaks to his adaptability as a coach and the fact that he took this team with, again, a very depleted roster in terms of talent and managed to to create something of a, of a defense there. Um and, you know, like I mentioned before, he has this relationship with, with Joe Judge. They coach together in New England. Um, so he obviously knows Graham quite well. I'm sure part of it is Judge wanting to have someone he's comfortable with. And I'm sure part of it um, is that he sees Graham as someone who is, you know, rising up through the coaching ranks and able to take that, you know, that step and, and become um, someone that they could count on to lead the defense. Because Judge, if I'm not mistaken, is, is was a special teams coordinator. So bringing Graham in means he believes that Graham is going to be able to really, you know, own that defense and and take care of that side of the ball. I also wondered, you know, in terms of reasons why Patrick Graham would take this job, if the fact that Brian Flores, although those guys, you know, he and and Graham are friendly and and all of that, Brian Flores is a defensive coach. So I, I also wondered if perhaps, you know, with Joe Judge, not having really coached on the defensive side of the ball, maybe if Graham would have more freedom to do precisely what he wants to do uh, with the Giants rather than with the Dolphins. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, or in fact, I would be very surprised if Flores' fingerprints weren't all over that defense, having you know been from the defensive side of the ball himself. I'm sure that's part of it. Um, you know, he, like I said, he did call Graham did call plays for the Dolphins, but. Uh, it, it probably will be much more his defense, and it's going to be, you know, him bringing putting his own stamp on a defense. Um, I don't know necessarily if that's that's the key reason as to why he chose to make that move, but I'm sure I'm sure that's part of it. Um, you know, I would I would definitely imagine that a coach is much more likely to be hired and maybe as a head coach in the future if he's really crafted his own defense. Although Flores, you know, was hired by the Dolphins after Belichick is really the one who crafts the the Patriots defense, but. Um, I definitely think that's that's probably part of it, um, and uh, you know that that being said, I think this is a great you know great segue into the fact that uh, Flores and Graham very much ran a similar defense as to what they ran in New England. Um, I don't know if that's going to follow through, but if it does, 
um, you know, you could definitely expect a very hybrid, uh, very multifaceted defense um, coming out of out of New York, where players are asked to do a bunch of different things and where the scheme is different week to week. That's what I was going to ask you next. It, is it is it really going to be? And I'm not sure it matters that much anymore, to be honest with you. Is it is it three four based? Is it four three based? I mean, does he lean more toward man or zone, or or is it just like you said, a, a week to week, let's do what we have to do kind of thing? I think that that's you know the latter of what you said is definitely Graham's mentality. He was asked that by reporters a couple of times before the season started. What would they run? Um, would it change? And his answer was a very sort of Belichick-style answer in that he said, we're going to do whatever we have to do to win. Um, in terms of 4-3-3-4, you know, if you watch a lot of the Dolphins games this year, that definitely changes, not only week to week, but even play to play. Um, they, depending on the blitz they want to run, depending on the coverage they want to run, you see guys coming up to the line and dropping back pretty frequently. Um, so in terms of three four four three, I don't think you'll get a, a solid answer from him unless he decides to to change that going into this year with a new team. Maybe Joe Judge wants to run something specific. Uh, but other than that, I would say that you'll definitely see it go back and forth between three four and four three. Man and zone that also changed quite a bit throughout the year. Um, back and forth depending on who you know what team they were playing, what kind of receivers they had, whether you know sometimes they had we had Xavier Howard shadow a particular receiver but then uh you know not everyone else necessarily had a, a, an assigned man um so that that i can also see going back and forth um and uh they also patrick graham placed a huge emphasis and you saw this this is one of the reasons the dolphins have to trade minka fitzpatrick on on moving everyone around position wise and fitzpatrick wasn't necessarily a fan of that which is part of the reason he was traded to, to the Steelers. So, you know, the Giants have a guy like Jabril Preppers. Um, so if he's back with the team next year, you can definitely expect someone versatile like that to be playing a bunch of different roles. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about the Minka Fitzpatrick situation because I see in the comments at Big Blue View and on Twitter, I you know, I see comments from people saying, well, he couldn't figure out how to use Minka Fitzpatrick. And so, so how good of a coordinator can he be? And... The impression that I had is that isn't necessarily the case. The impression that I had is Minka Fitzpatrick wanted to play one position, not to mention that I really think Minka Fitzpatrick simply looked at the, the rebuilding Dolphins and and how it, it's probably going to be a while until that team is where it wants to be and sort of said, this is just a place I don't want to be. So, I mean, was there was there really – how did you see the, the Fitzpatrick-Graham sort of dynamic? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, and I think it's a very – it requires, you know, uh, looking at it from a bunch of different lenses. I, I don't think it's fair to absolve Graham of all responsibility there. I mean, Fitzpatrick – was not um, necessarily a, a massive difference maker over the first couple of games this year with Miami, and he was, you know, a superstar with the Steelers. I don't necessarily think that's just, you know, he had Patrick Graham before and then he didn't have Patrick Graham, and that was the reason. Um, I do think that part of it was definitely that Fitzpatrick wanted to play one position. He wanted to get really good at one position, and he wanted to be a star at one position. And I think that part of that is because he felt he would be most productive that way, that's generally how pay, players get get paid the most when they're a star at one position. 
Um, and that's not how the Dolphins run things. They don't necessarily say, okay, this one player wants to do this one thing, so we're going to shift the entire defense around. And I think I think that they're, the, you know, Graham is fair to say that because, you know, we saw with Eric Rowe, um, who was a former uh, Patriots cornerback and then came over with, with the Dolphins this year, uh, was not playing well at cornerback. Graham shifted him over to safety and also had him blanket tight ends most of the time when the Dolphins were going up against formidable tight ends. And Rowe turned into much more than serviceable into a, a pretty standout player at that position. So um, I definitely don't fault Graham for having that stance. I think it's both important to fit the player to the scheme and the scheme to the player, depending on the situation. Um, and I think the last thing you said was also right in that Fitzpatrick saw this Dolphins team and, and maybe just didn't feel like he was the right fit to be there anymore, whether it was because they're rebuilding because he didn't like the style of defense. Um, but I, like I said, I certainly wouldn't blame all of that or even most of that on, on Graham. I think the way he you know, does that, um, that style of, of shifting around players to see where they fit best and to see how they fit the defense best usually ends up working better for the player and for the scheme. All right, Justin, thank you very, very much for dropping some Patrick Graham knowledge on us. Giants fans have their fingers crossed that uh, that Joe Judge's first major hire turns out to be uh, turns out to be the correct one, and that uh, that the the performance of the Miami defense doesn't uh, doesn't turn out to be the same one that uh, that we get from the Giants in 2020. So, thanks again for uh, for spending a few minutes with me. Yeah, of course. Thanks again for having me. All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. As always, please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio, whether you're a fan of my show or whether you're a fan of the Chris and Joe show with Chris Flum and Joe DeLeon. Um, you know, we... We, uh, we hope you support both shows, but if you prefer one to the other, then uh, then so be it. Uh, you know, we, we're just glad that you listen to Big Blue View Radio. We're glad that you uh, that you like our website. We hope that you'll also, you know, check us out at Big Blue View, Big underscore Blue underscore View on Instagram. Um, be sure to follow at Big Blue View on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. And, uh, you know, follow along the website each day as we continue to uh, to bring you as much news information analysis as we can as Joe Judge begins to uh, to fill out his coaching staff and as we begin to build up to the 2020 NFL draft. All right. Bye bye now.